The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Grab Show podcast. Yes, another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world, and again, it's been quite an action-packed week. Um, Some positive and some negative, I suppose. We'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, suffice to say, ourselves on the Big Grab Show team have been incredibly... Um, under pressure, I think, would be the right term to use. We'll, we'll talk about it. But yes, it's been quite an interesting week in the bagpiping world, so let's get to it, shall we? So yes, if this is your very first Big Rab show, then you are welcome. Yes, we are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything from the piping world, be it competitive piping and drumming, which is our bread and butter, all the way through solo piping, and of course, the folk music and Celtic music scene. So, if it's got pipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Now, if you haven't already, then please do check out our back catalogue, if this is your first episode, because this is episode 180! Yeah! 180, big lad! Which I'm actually really quite impressed with, to be honest. Um... For a podcast that started off, and I thought we'd be lucky if we last the first month, never mind the first year, and here we are now, episode 180. What? That makes absolutely no sense in my brain. Um, But 180 episodes, and we have 20 more to go until episode 200, baby. 200! Which is insane. So, uh, yeah, we're still... Kind of working behind the scenes on something potentially to celebrate episode 200. And I'll keep that little chestnut to myself. But you guys out there, I'm I'm sure, have opinions on what we should do for episode 200. Now, I'll let the cat out of the bag. Originally, we did sort of plan to do another Rab Show live for episode 200. We did kind of put the wheels in motion. We were going to start booking a venue. We were going to start booking acts to appear on stage. All of that sort of stuff. But, as you can imagine, with COVID-19 and all of the lockdown, scariness and stuff, then gigs and everything all got cancelled. And the venue, obviously, that we had, well, were potentially looking at for episode 200, Rab Show Live, uh, yeah, they can't open their doors, obviously. So, with that in mind, that knocked that plan on the head. But we are working on some secret little plans behind the scenes that uh, we may let our Patreon supporters in on first of all. So, mm -hmm, that's a good segue. If you would like to get tons of extra stuff, including behind the scenes kind of dealios, then check us out on Patreon. Yes, every click of support over there on Patreon honestly means the world, especially at this scary time uh, when everyone is uh, feeling the financial pinch. Uh, So, yeah, go and help support your favourite musicians, creators, and, of course, podcasters by checking us out on Patreon. The Big Rab Show on Patreon. And for five bucks a month, you guys can get your hands on tons of extra piping content. 
Uh, one of our most popular items over there at the moment is our Fuse FM Bala Money uh, catch-up service, where every week, if you miss the live radio show on Fuse FM, then you actually get a chance to download the entire two-hour radio show, and you can listen to it again whenever or wherever. So we actually have quite a big back catalogue now of Fuse FM Bala Money catch-up, so there's hours and hours and hours worth of live radio for you to listen to. So if that floats your boat, and maybe you've never heard us on Fuse FM, uh, there's a lot of guys actually I know who listen to this podcast and never really heard our live radio show and don't really know it exists. But yes, every Tuesday night in a community radio station here in Northern Ireland called Fuse FM Balamoney, we broadcast live two hours every week piping and drumming. We talk all about the piping world. We share some of the latest music. And, yeah, it's just a riot. I absolutely love it over there on Fuse. We've been doing it for the longest time over there. In fact, that's where the Rab Show got started, and then the podcast developed from there. So, yeah, very enjoyable stuff. So, yes, if you would like to go and check out that special feature, or Fuse FM catch-up service, that's available on our Patreon. Plus, tons of exclusive content, including today's interview, actually, that we have on this week's podcast. Yes, we have a exclusive video that's been up there on our Patreon page now for the best part of a week. Uh, so all of our Patreon subscribers have already heard today's interview. <laughs> uh, but we're bringing it now to the podcast to share with you guys. So yes, our feature on Shots and Dykehead and our interview with Pipe Major Emmett Conway and Pipe Sergeant Graham Drummond. That is coming to this week's episode, but it's been up there on our Patreon page now for the best part of a week. And in video form as well, I might add. So there you go. If you want to see our handsome faces, that's where you go. Head to Patreon. Anyway, don't forget to support those who support us. And if anything, a load of you guys have been checking this out recently. Our promotion with Piper's Dojo is currently ongoing and is proving to be incredibly popular, especially this past week. Ever since I announced the Piper's Dojo Tuning Clinic, which is completely free, which is an online uh, training course, basically, it's being offered out for free through our website, um, yeah, you get four video instructionals uh, from the piping legend that is Andre Douglas, of course, of the Piper's Dojo. And <clears throat> yeah, I've actually taken this course myself, yeah, this past week. Actually kind of registered and everything and then had a, a juke through the whole training program to see what it was. And it was fascinating. Honestly, really, really fascinating. And um, <clears throat> with me just now starting on my piping journey... Yep, that's in the piping news this week. And yeah, I've actually lifted the Highland Pipes this week. Yay! Which was proper scary, I might add. See, making the transition now from practice chanter onto Highland Pipes. I could talk to you guys about that for a month. (laughs) There's so much, so much to take on board. I think I just about mastered the chanter and had a couple of tunes off to a relatively decent degree Still plenty of slips and mistakes, mind you. But I can get there, you know. And then Andrew Shilliday, my tutor, thought, well, come on, throw those pipes under your arm and see if we can make a noise. And, uh, yeah, people have been asking for video footage. And I am so thankful there isn't any video footage because, man, oh, man, was it grim. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, mm. I know what pipes should sound like, but actually making that sound myself is proving difficult. 
I can get the chanter going quite steady, no problem. But once we started to introduce drones, then forget about it. That's a completely different ball game. If anything, the reeds that we had that were in the drones and my pipes are actually all seized up. They weren't playing. Uh, no matter what we did to adjust the read and everything over a video call, it just wouldn't play ball. It just wouldn't work. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just practicing blowing at the minute and trying to get in that sweet spot, you know? So, you know, I, I, I can tell right now. All the drummers are going, Oh, Rob, you've turned to the dark side. Well, I have and I haven't. Because, yes, I am learning tunes and playing pipes and all the rest and really enjoying that process. But I'm also still working away on uh, an MSR set for North Texas. Yes, we actually had a practice this week um, online and stuff. and been working away through the Strasbourg set and everything. So a lot of fun, actually, on the drumming front as well. So I've been doing a serious amount of playing this last while. Practicing a stupid amount on my piping, but also on my drumming as well. So there you go. Bit of a personal update. So yes, by way of a shameless plug for the Piper's Dojo, the whole tuning package actually was really fascinating because at the moment we're all stuck at home or possibly in lockdown and stuff and we can't go to band practices so we would be responsible for tuning our own instrument and you know if you're always thinking to yourself "Ah, i'm not too confident in tuning i just don't have the ear for it i just i can't do it you know i got the meter thing you know the whatever meter never makes any sense to me it's just numbers all over the place trust me Go and have a look at this tuning clinic. I honestly was a little bit sceptical of it. I thought, well, would this be really useful to me or not as a complete beginner? But honestly, yes, it was completely worth it. Because I really got an understanding of how tuning works in the Highland Bagpipes and how to make adjustments if things go wrong. So go check it out now, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. It's an incredible package and, yeah, it's free. You know, so go take advantage of it now, totally for free. You get the instructional series all on tuning. And honestly, you will get some information in there that you will not have known about before. And you'll end up tuning yourself like that in the blink of an eye and getting really great results. So, yeah, I can't wait to actually finally get the drones all going and all the rest. I've got new reeds and all sitting in the kitchen now. So hopefully going to get those in this week and get them going. And... uh, People keep asking me for video evidence and stuff, and uh, nah, that ain't happening. Because <laughs> the noises I'm making are not not holy. <laughs> I'm making a squeak and a squawk and a burp and a boop, and then uh, all sorts of effing and blinding out of me because I can't even make them work, but there you go. I'll get there, I'll get there. And yes, once I'm finally able to blow, blow some sort of a tone, then you might get a little bit of a recording, maybe a or whatever but that would be it anyway swiftly moving on so that's it definitely go and check that out our tuning uh, package that we have available from piper's dojo it's totally for free and it's all through our website thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo so there you go go and check it out honestly well worth a look okay all right i think that's it for the shameless plugs so far i need to fly on and actually get into some listener mail this week now, Big Rab Show ourselves, we do have an email account. BigRabShow at gmail.com is our email. But we also have Twitter and Facebook. And this last while, a good majority of our correspondence has been coming in through both of those mediums. Through Facebook and our Twitter account. Now, yeah, there's been a serious amount of mail and commentary and... 
A lot of it not good. A lot of you guys seem to be incredibly angry at us. And I don't know what exactly it is that we've done. But we've been getting an awful lot of negative mail. Now, I'm quite happy to listen to negative opinion. I am open for criticism. I've told you guys this before. It's your show. And if we do something that you're not happy with, then tell us. Well, dang, you guys have been telling us. Literally, we have been receiving lots and lots of negative mail over this last week, this past week. I don't know what it is we've done, um, but it's on a whole range of different topic areas. Um, like It's not on any one thing. So I think we aren't going to do listener mail uh, from that perspective and answering all of the mail that's come in over this past week. We will bring this as a topic of the week next week. Uh, because, yeah, there's just far too many emails to answer, so much negative commentary, and we will do our best to address all of your concerns. That will be in next week's show. That will be our, yeah, I don't know, our topic of the week, I suppose. Uh, But, yeah, we've been made aware that on other podcasts, listeners are going over and emailing them and slagging us off and saying just how crap the Rab Show is on their opinion is wrong and all of that sort of stuff. And, yeah, the other podcast, of course, hashtag channel run. Um, so the emails that they're getting is slagging off our podcast full of expletives and all sorts of really strong opinions and stuff. And, uh, yeah, we're getting that as well to our own email accounts on Twitter and Facebook. And it's all full of real harsh language and real strong opinions. So, guys, no matter the topic, no matter your opinions, we do value your opinion. Please do email us in. We do value your input. Uh, So please don't think that you have to go to other sources to get answers. Uh, We are still here. You can message us and we will answer you. Um, But yes, do understand that perhaps sometimes your mail may get buried in under a massive pile. uh, Because, yeah, sometimes our topic area are so emotive that we get a serious amount of mail. And it's difficult to read everyone and to address every concern. So if there has been an email... A concern that's been raised in the past, anything like that, that you feel that we've ignored or that we've just glanced over and never addressed, then please get in contact with us. We want to hear from you. We want to know your concerns because the last thing we want to do is to be annoying people by negligence and or mistakes or administration errors in that regard. So definitely email us in, get in contact with us because next week we will be addressing all of your commentary on The Rab Show. Now, obviously, this past two weeks here on The Rab Show, we've been talking about quite controversial topics. We've been talking about all of the RSPBA financial concerns, their approach for the AGM, uh, also the behaviour of other uh, reporting websites such as Piping Press. That has been extremely controversial, and a lot of you guys out there have very strong opinions about it. This week, I'm going to bring one particular email on that topic, and then I'm going to let it go at that. Next week, we'll possibly address the rest of your concerns, and hopefully we'll get through all of them. There are so many, in fact, that kind of makes my head spin. Um, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to actively sit down, process each one in turn, and make sure that I answer every one of them in next week's podcast. So if you do have a concern, anything that you would like to raise with this, then let us have it, you know? There's no point, you guys, you know, being angry and not reaching out. Be angry and let us know about it. And then hopefully we can either allay your anger or just be angry along with you. (laughs) Email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can contact us on Facebook or Twitter. 
And yeah, just let us have it. This past week, you guys really have been letting us have it. It's been quite a difficult week. Um, yeah, not going to lie. <laughs> a lot of the commentary coming back has been all negative uh, this past week. So we don't know particularly what we've done to really annoy people, but it seems to be we're getting... Uh, on average, we're getting between five to ten emails per day, all of a negative nature. Uh, so, hey, that's why it's coming to next week's podcast, guys. So, that'll be next week's topic. Let's get through some listener mail first of all. There's a couple of emails that I really wanted to pick out this week and draw to your attention. Uh, possibly for stuff that Rab got wrong. Stuff that Rab got wrong. Yep, that is still a section on the show. Uh, So this is one from the RCP drum pad. Remember last week I talked about this and about this new drum pad? Well, I had a few questions about it. So we actually got an email from the creator. said, hi, Rab. To kick off, I want to say thanks for bringing this drum pad to the attention of your listeners. You're very welcome. If anything, I was fascinated with the product. So, yeah, I really wanted to check it out. Um, So the email goes on and says, I just wanted to make a couple of features clear that you brought up in the podcast. Number one, the tuning pegs are not tunable. Ah, right. See, I thought they were. So they are simply uh, to keep the top head on and to secure the underlying rubber insert. And there are three provided rubber inserts that can go either below the top skin or on top of the desired on top for the desired sound. So, yeah, so there you go. The tuning pegs aren't functional. They're just there to secure it. The top layer cannot be split or even dented. Over time, the surface can wear aesthetically, you know, drum strike marks, etc. And if you desire, you can then order a new top surface. Top surface. Uh, but this is not necessary. So that's interesting. Yeah, I did worry about that, whether you could actually dent it or ding it or possibly pop it. But here we go. You're just being told you can't. And yes, the pad is amazing to play on and offers a similar sound characteristic to the JK Pro pad, Jim Kilpatrick pad, as I was talking about. Uh, but is a lot more hard wearing. He possibly he's heard about other people who have had difficulties with the Jim Kilpatrick pad with it splitting and popping. Um, so, yeah. Peter, if anything, I really appreciate your input. And yes, this is stuff that Rab got wrong and I did have my concerns. But hey, there we go. We've been told that it's incredibly hard wearing and does not have the possible problems that other drum pads may well be having. Um, so very interesting. So there you are, guys. You can go and check that out. The RCP drum pad. I'm certainly very interested in this product, actually. So yeah, who knows? Someday I might actually grab one and have a rattle at it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. This next email is quite involved, quite long. This person took quite a while to compose this. So I'm going to give it its due, and I'm actually going to read it verbatim. And uh, if this is boring for you guys, apologies, but I don't think it's boring. It actually addresses one of the big topics that we spoke about on previous podcasts. It starts, Hi Rab, glad you are well and surviving lockdown. Well, thank you, emailer. Yes, I am, just about. It says, I have just listened to your last two podcasts and heard your comments concerning the RSPBA AGM. I would like to point out that I am not an office bearer in the RSPBA, nor am I trying to defend them. That is their prerogative. I merely seek to add a little balance to your broadcasts. Firstly, I would like to ask you to read in full the following two statements, taken verbatim from the NFU Mutual. Okay. So, the first statement reads, Our AGM, our coronavirus update, a major insurance mutual, which arrived last week for my particular insurance needs, the NFU, are, 
a bit like the RSPBA, a sole provider. Both these statements are applicable if restrictions continue to be enforced on the date of their meeting. All right, so they're talking about an AGM of an insurance company. So, the insurance company says, The board proposes that in these circumstances, 13 directors, officers, and other employees of NFU Mutual, who are also members, will attend the AGM in person in order to form the required quorum. Their attendance in person would be essential for work purposes to ensure a valid meeting is held, and they will observe all relevant social distancing guidelines. Other members will not be able to attend in person. So that point is actually really important. The next one, uh, the next statement, we recognize the importance of the AGM to our members, and it's important we ensure you're able to exercise your right to vote notwithstanding any stay-at-home measures. In these circumstances, if you wish to participate in the AGM, you can appoint the chairman of the meeting as your proxy and give your instructions on how you wish the chairman to vote on the proposed resolutions. Sound familiar? Question mark? (laughs) Yes, it does sound familiar. Uh, So let me see, I've lost my place because this is really quite involved. Um, Sound familiar, yes. I have had half a dozen similar documents since lockdown from other major companies, yet when the RSPBA proposed the same, we are, in your words, invited to draw our own conclusions. Yes, I did say that. With the inference being that what is being proposed is highly unusual, to put it mildly. Mm, That's not really the inference, but okay, Uh, I can accept that. The RSPBA chairman made it clear in the initial announcement that under the current exceptional circumstances, the AGM would be purely functional to satisfy the relevant legalities. The members, i.e. the band secretaries, should have received an agenda, supporting documents, and a list of proposals. Have you seen them? I haven't. And therefore, unlike some, I am not prepared to comment on what may or may not be in them. Band secretaries have been reminded to register to vote. Yes, we've seen the reminders coming through social media. Uh, Through an online portal, incidentally not a paper vote as reported. I am prepared to trust them to vote intelligently and, if anything is untoward, example the financial situation, to vote against the motion. If the majority of bands feel that there has been any shady dealings or financial wrongdoing, then their reps can simply vote against the acceptance of the accounts or the appointment of officers. Yeah. You are disparaging of the fact that the RSPBA have asked for written questions to be submitted, which will be answered at a later date. Not ideal, I would suggest, but beats the hell out of NFU, Lloyds and others. And so, to the virtual AGM, as suggested by Scott Curry and others. Firstly, I suggest you put online AGM into Google. It will tell you about the specific software you need to make it work, and point you towards any number of professional management companies to do it for you. Why didn't NFU have a huge, insur- who are ins- a huge insurance group do it if all you need is WhatsApp or Zoom? Saying that the government can do it, why can't we, is specious. It's a specious argument. I think that's how you pronounce that word. I've chaired remote meetings, and once you go past 20 participants, it becomes a bit like COVID-19, exponentially dangerous. That's only my opinion. 
but my opinion is just as worthy as yours or Scott Curry's or others, as I doubt any of us are voting members of the association. Your question, why no one has answered your emails and in the same show suggested that furloughed members of staff could not attend the AGM as it would be considered work and therefore not allowed. Which of the not allowed to work staff would you like to reply? In the end, the RSPBA is answerable to their members, not the media. Do I think RSPBA have acted as well as they could in the past 12 months? No, far from it. They need a lesson in member communication at the very least. And after the AGM is the perfect time for the chairman to communicate what transpired and how they have answered or intend to answer what are genuine concerns from any members. Note I say chairman, not CEO. The chairman and directors are responsible for policy, etc. The CEO is there to enact their wishes and oversee day-to-day functioning. It's time for the chairman and the board to man up. Do I think the RSPBA board is composed of charlatans and fraudsters, as some people would have us believe? No. That's an insult to the integrity of many people who devote a great deal of time and effort to the hobby we love. Do they need change? Yes. After the AGM is the perfect time for the chairman to communicate what transpired and how they have answered or intend to answer what are genuine concerns. I think that's really kind of been copied and pasted there, emailer. Uh, So, let me see. Yeah, he has. He's copied that bit in twice. Uh, So... I know you always say, I would like to present a balanced view, but the RSPBA won't answer. Your show is an opinion former, Rab. At least think about whether what the RSPBA are doing for the AGM is similar to what other organisations have done before joining in the baying of the conspiracy theory hounds. I have many friends in the pipe band world, made over 50 years, and many well disagree completely with my comments. I will not, however, be hiding behind keyboard anonymity. Keep well and keep up the good work. Ronnie. Now, this email, very strongly worded. There was an error there, obviously, with copying and pasting. There was the same paragraph as in there twice, but I think you guys get the same. You get the gist. There were some points in there that I really took exception to And I would like to address on this week's podcast. There was one there where it says that the RSPBA are answerable to their members and not the media. Well, this is where I would kind of point you towards Piping Press. Piping Press are a media outlet. Every day they produce news stories from around the piping world and they are pegged as being reporters. They are media but yet the RSPBA have been in direct contact with them, issuing press statements, interviews, and plans for the future. So RSPBA are actively engaging with the media. However, they're engaging with their own chosen media, and not anyone else. So whenever RSPBA are answerable to their members, they're not answering them. And when they're not answerable to the media, well, they're not answering us either. Now, you also passed comment there saying that we are joining the rabble of naysaying hounds. Conspiracy theory hounds, I think, is the word used there. And you mentioned names in your email. 
Now, opinions that are given here on The Rab Show are those of The Rab Show alone. Uh, we kind of see the commentary, we see the concerns that are raised in the piping world, and that's what we report to you guys. Our own opinion is just that. It's our own opinion. We're not kind of, you know, shouting for one particular corner on any one particular argument. I have said it before, I would love to fight both corners in this argument and let you guys bring your own conclusions. By the inference, there is no inference. <laughs> There's no inference here. I'm not telling you what to think. You can do your own investigation work and you can do your own background reading and you can draw your own conclusions. I'm here as a media outlet broadcaster to bring you guys the news stories. Whether I interject and have my own particular opinion on it, then I always let you know that this is my opinion. I never say that it's the opinion of uh, me and all my mates who are all saying the same thing. No, that's not the case. I'm certainly not... Join, joining conspiracy theory hounds. So I uh, take exception to that. Um, there's a, also there's an awful lot of other negativity that's in that email. And honestly, um, yeah, Ronnie, I think your email is very gladly received, mate. And I do kind of, yeah, I kind of agree with your stance. There are other big businesses out there that are taking the same stance about running AGMs behind closed doors. And that does have value. And I can understand why the RSPBA are doing it and simply as, yeah, just a, leg a legal thing to, to kind of put on paper that an AGM occurs. But when members of their association have genuine concerns and that their questions have to be pre-approved as being acceptable and relevant, that gives you the impression that some of the questions that may be asked may be rejected. And when... The questions are rejected and then that causes more questions. Why was my question rejected? Why is it not relevant? Why is it not, uh, you know, appropriate? So, yeah, this weekend is the RSPBA AGM. We know what's going ahead. The decision has been made. It will be carried out behind closed doors. Like you said, like many other big insurance companies, other big... Uh, conglomerates around the world are all doing the same thing under such things as social distancing and lockdown. This isn't new. But, yeah, I still have my concerns, and that's my opinion. <laughs> I guess, guys, we'll be revisiting this story next week. As the AGM happens, it unfolds, and we get to hear exactly what shook down. We all know the questions that have been raised. We all know the questions that they have to face. Will we get answers? Who knows? But I guess we will find out. So this time next week, we will be slightly wiser, if a little sorer. So honestly, thank you, Ronnie, for your email. Yes, you are quite right to disagree with me. And yes, I do see your point. That some big companies around the world are doing exactly the same thing. So why shouldn't RSPBA do it too? So, yes, some of your inferences and some of your suggestions in your email, obviously, in my opinion, are false. Um, but you're quite, you know, you're quite entitled to have your own opinion on everything. And, yeah, if you do so feel aggrieved, then certainly you can email us in again and perhaps you can tell me that I'm wrong. So my email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, guys, I hope that manages to give you a little bit of a flavor that's just a little bit of a flavour um, of what we've received this past week. 
Honestly, it's been quite relentless. I think Ronnie's email was possibly one of the most eloquent ones with zero swearing in it. Uh, there's been quite a lot of other ones that have been really quite vicious uh, with a lot of expletives and name calling and you know finger pointing. Um, if you guys wish to finger point, name call and all of that sort of stuff, then clearly I can't read your email on air. Um, so <laughs> if you're going to call me a bleep, 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 then fine, have at it. Have your fun, um, but your email won't get read on the show, you know? Uh, so, there you go. Try and put your argument across as best you can without calling my without calling me names or anyone else associated with this ongoing saga. Any names. <laughs> Alright, guys. That's 30 minutes into the podcast, and we haven't even got to the piping news yet. That's ridiculous. But, let it be known, I am... I'm not ignoring your emails. I will be bringing this to next week's podcast. All of your concerns, all of your commentary on the podcast will be brought to next week's podcast. You're not being ignored. It'll be brought to next week's podcast. Okay, guys. All right. I think that's pretty much addressed it as best I can do. All right, flying on. The National Piping Centre put out a bit of an announcement. Yes, last week we actually spoke to a bit of a piping legend, Danny Hutchison. And he spoke all about the piping degree, of course, at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. And yes, the piping centre put out a big congratulations message. Yes, congratulations to John Do, Christina Shaw, Kieran Ross, Danny Hutchison and Gavin Hardy, who have all received their BMUS and honours. Be must with honours. Fantastic stuff. So they've all been successful in their degree in piping. So congratulations, guys. Honestly, I'll give you a round of applause. Yes. Fantastic stuff, guys. Well done. Uh, so it's just kind of real kind of good timing, actually. Chatting to Danny all about it and the degree program and everything. So, well, here we are. We did hear how he was a little bit worried about his um, recital and everything. But, hey. There you go. He passed with flying colours, baby. So well done, Danny. Well done to everybody else. Gavin, of course, Kieran Ross, John and Christina, everyone. Well done, everyone. That's just fantastic to see people being successful in that degree programme. Awesome stuff. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, by the way, you can do. It's just up there now. Go back and listen to it. It's a cracking interview with Danny. So, swiftly moving on. I have to give a shout this week to St. Joseph's. Go on, St. Joseph's. You. Yeah, now why am I giving St. Joseph's a shout? Well, they've um, treated themselves to an early Christmas present. Yes, I know it's not even summertime yet. But yes, they have put it up on social media just today, actually, when I'm recording this, that they have bought themselves a full new set of Premier Percussion drums. Oh, yeah, and I can't wait to see them. (laughs) I love seeing when bands get new drums, and St. Joseph's, I've been a fan of St. Joseph's now for ages. I can't wait to see these new drums, man. So I have no idea what colour they are, what the hardware is, nothing like that. But I always love seeing new drums. Uh, So St. Joseph's, they're keeping it close to their chest for the moment. I think they haven't actually released the colour yet. Uh, But yeah, very excited to see these new drums from St. Joseph's. So there you go. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, Christmas comes early. Okay, on this week's podcast, I have to give a mention to something that's really quite special. We've known about this for a little while now, that Kyle Warren is actually going to be releasing a new collection of tunes. Yes, after 10 years since Kyle's first book, we now have a second one being released by Kyle Warren. It's called Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeat, which is just a brilliant title. 
So apparently there's going to be 50 original tunes on there, uh, 42 of which are, you know, are going to be arranged and all of that by Kyle Warren. All sorts of exciting stuff. So this is, uh, I don't know, it has tunes in here from Chris Armstrong, Gordon Duncan, Mark Saul. Apparently there's 34 new compositions that's going to be mixed in through here as well, alongside all of the arrangements with such tunes as Lock and Side. And as a Christy McCallum's favourite waltz and loads of other tunes as well. I can't wait for this. Apparently he can now go to Kyle's website and actually pre-order this. Um, so yeah, I'm actually going to get on the horse and try and get this. Because if anything, I'm on the lookout now for some pipe music. So yeah, number one on my list is I'm going to get the big blue book of contemporary pipe music. That's definitely on my list. I have to get that. Uh, plus I might get a Fred Morrison book as well. Because you know me. I'm a massive Fred Morrison fan, and I would love to play some Fred tunes. Uh, but yes, this new one, this new collection by Kyle Warren, definitely going to be on my list as well, along with the book from Ali Hutton. Mm. That'll be worth picking up too. So many great new books actually being released at the moment with tons of tunes. Bands are actually spoiled for choice whenever it comes to putting together new medleys and such. So, yeah. Now is the time. If you're looking for new piping music, now is the time to go and grab them books because there's so many of them dropping at the moment. Uh, and I'm sure there's books that I've actually I missed out. Oh, Sean Maloney's book as well. Sean Maloney's book. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so many incredible new books and new music being dropped at the moment. Uh, so exciting. If anything, talking to Sean Maloney's new book. Yeah, I've actually managed to get a chat with Sean all about his new book and he actually told me well all about the process and how it all came together so here it is here's my chat with sean maloney all about his new book welcome to the show mr sean maloney sean how are you sir i'm very well thank you for having me good good well i have you on the show for a very good reason you have launched a new book this last while it's really been quite interesting do you want to tell us a bit about it i will i'm happy to um the whole book I didn't originally set out to even put a book together, strangely enough. Um, back at the start of the year, my computer that I do all my music writing on almost completely broke down. And I decided it's time that I definitely back up everything, including my music. Mm. And I did. And then I printed it as well just to have a hard copy. And then I realized that everything was... Um, not quite the, the format of the same, and I set about doing that, especially at the start of COVID and lockdown and all the rest of it. And then all of a sudden, before I knew it, I had enough material to put a book together. <laughs> As if by Just, surprise, uh, really, yeah. It was, because I never thought that I would have enough. I didn't realize how many tunes I had, and I didn't realize that, it, you know, who am I to, to bring out a book or anything like that. And I talked to a guy in the in St. Mary's Band, a drummer who does graphic design, and he said, absolutely, yes, this can be done a lot easier than you think. So I went for it, and here I am. There you are, yeah. So what do you call the book? I've called the book The Late Night Collection. And the reason for my for calling it that is that over the years, I've always seemed to end up playing music or sitting, writing or rearranging music late at night and into the early hours of the morning. Um, which has been not so much fun the next day at work a lot of the time. But uh, that, and that's why I decided to honour that, um, I suppose, ritual or routine that I have of working quite late into the night and into the early hours of the morning. And it suits as well with a young baby in the house that um, I'm not working on things during the day and when he goes off to sleep, I can take him to a little bit of work. 
There you go. So that's what I was going to say. You're a new dad and you've been a piper for quite a long time. How have you found being a new father and trying to get your pipes going at the same time? It's not easy. <laughs> it's certainly not easy. I am doing about a quarter, if even, of the piping I used to do. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Being a father is the best thing that I've ever done. And I, it is fantastic. And Cormac is great. Um, doesn't doesn't mind the sound of the pipes too much, maybe from the the next room, you know that kind of thing. Um, and we we got him; uh, he got a present of baby headphones right from the start, <laughs> so we were um, we were well prepared. Because but, um, you're actually in, in a bit of a piping household, really, because uh, Rachel as well; she's a, a piper too. Rachel's a fantastic piper as well, yes. And so we were. Um, it, we haven't had to juggle the two of us piping and parenting because unfortunately this band season hasn't um, gone ahead but all of a sudden we're going to be just going from just the two of us on a Saturday um, playing to having the two of us playing plus having what will be a two year old by then yeah. next season which will be um, all sorts of interesting <laughs> so, so for, so for forward to it. well that's it for folks at home who don't know a bit about you then Sean do you want to give us a bit of your piping history then but how did you get all started and where did you end up I started in around 97 or 98 um, playing traditional Irish music mm-hmm. in school. Um, my father played the, plays, still does play the pipes um, and had been playing a lot in the house and I'd always have an, had an interest. There's photographs of me wearing his kilt wrapped around me three times in the house when I was very small and the, the Glengarry on hit, hitting, I think it was hitting drumsticks off of a, a table. So it was always um, the interest was always there. But I started when I started playing music. It was traditional Irish music, and I did the flag competitions and and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And then I joined my father's band as uh, a drummer, as a tenor drummer first, and that was in '98. Um, I did a few parades. I never competed or anything. And but really seriously, in 2002, I got stuck into drumming um, heavily, and I was taught by Jim Butler from Limerick brilliant teacher mm. um, a very popular man in the pipe band circuit all over the world and he introduced me to the big world that is piping and drumming and not just the local band or the local competition yeah yeah. and I continued drumming for a while and the grade 4B band that we were in and I wanted to spread my wings a little bit moved on to a, a grade 3 band in 2006 um, in Cullen in County Cork and we were fortunate enough to Win the world championships in two thousand and seven. That's right. I remember it. Three yeah. B. Mm-hmm. It was um, <laughs> a great few years, and I, I was piping away in the in the background. But I was only what the word is. I was self taught. I was only just watching my father and watching videos, and you know, playing the practice chanter. I've been playing the pipes as well. I play my father's pipes, but I'm very glad there's no recordings of that. <laughs> um, because it wasn't, it wasn't very. Uh, it wouldn't have been very good or very correct. Um, and in around that time, I maybe just because of the Irish music link and playing music, especially by ear, I started composing bits and pieces of phrases. And uh, there's a little it's uh, polka in, in the book. It, it's called the Kilt Swinger. I think that was um, one of my very first tunes. I have no idea where the title came from. I have no idea even where the melody came from, but it's just something that sort of happened. Yeah. Um, and I was writing, learned how to, 
taught myself how to read and write the music as I was going along. But the main concern all along was drumming. Um, and 10 years ago now, in the winter of 2010, I um, joined St. Lawrence Tool Drum Corps and played for two years mm-hmm. and decided then that the piping was calling me more and more. So in 2013, I decided to go invest big time in the, the piping and get proper lessons and get properly taught and work on proper technique. And that just kind of grew to um, to now. Really, I've been constantly learning, constantly trying to improve, um, entering solos. Um, the first solos weren't particularly good, but the, what really helped me in that was the clasp solos run by the Piping Centre in Scotland, which is very structured and graded for amateur players. Yeah, yeah. And I, I learned a lot by doing that circuit, and I was fortunate enough to win the event at the Worlds 2015. Yes. So that's that's um, that's me basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anything, it's it's quite a varied history because you you mastered the drumming world by you know being a part of St Lawrence at all, and now you're mastering the piping world, you know, and now you're taking your hand to composition as well. Whenever you're writing tunes and everything, is it a whole process or is it just something that comes to you? It's something that comes to me, and it comes in the most inconvenient of places. It could be when you're maybe getting ready for bed and all of a sudden you, you, you get an idea. Um, yeah. It could be when you're driving. That's happened to me. You, when you're, you get an idea and all of a sudden you have to you have to try and record this in some description. <laughs> I remember one particular day driving on the motorway. I used to do a lot of uh, long-distance driving before we were married. Mm. I was driving down one lovely Sunday afternoon and I got an idea. You can't stop. In the motorway, you can't um, <laughs> rec- record anything. So I had the, the hands-free kit on the phone. I, I rang myself, went to my own voicemail, sang the tune into my own voicemail, <laughs> and I was able to listen to it then when I got home. Oh, that's genius! <laughs> so that's the, 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 the quickest and safest solution I could come up with at, at the time. Um, so the rest of the stuff, I've never actually sat down to say I'm going to write a tune here. Yeah, and I've, I've seen and heard loads of interviews with different composers that say that that it never really works that way. Yeah, um, it just sort so, of comes at you whenever it's yeah, like whenever it's whenever it's going to happen. When I sometimes I've been at work and you you're making something and I get an idea and I have to find a piece of paper or a piece of cardboard of of a box and and write it down and put it in my pocket till <laughs> I go home. There you go. Um, and times, most of the time, it's just sitting, maybe practicing on the practice chanter, and then start um, doodling, messing, daydreaming, maybe, and an idea will come, and you and can write it down. There you are. And go from there, and usually sleep on it. We'll be able to work late at night. As I said, usually when these things, I start to put it together, and then I'll, I'll leave it and come back to it, record it the night before, come, listen to it in the morning, then maybe on my way to work or having my breakfast, and say, yeah, that's good. Or yeah. sometimes, no, that needs work. And most of the time, it needs work, and I'd have to go at it again. And tweak it a little bit, yeah. Sean, it's a fascinating aspect, I think, from the piping world, you know, just how do composers do it? And this is an incredible collection of tunes, then. Can you tell us how many tunes are in this book, then? I've, well, yeah, when I put up the post on Facebook, it said I have over 30 tunes. And that's technically wow. correct, but it's 31. There's 31, there you go. <laughs> 31 tunes in the book. Uh, that, that's to making it look a bit better. There's the 31 tunes in the book, um, mostly four-parters. Mm. I seem, I seem to, especially my 
my earlier stuff and some of the ones the ones I like the best are my four power six eight marches and hornpipes. People may criticize and I'm open to criticism. I'm absolutely open to criticism. This is because music is very subjective and everyone will have their own opinions on um every every music, my music, every other even the top composers. Some people will say, I love that tune by this top composer, or they'll say, I don't overly like that tune by that top yeah. composer and, and I'm okay with that. Just, so I'm open to criticism there too. And I think people will maybe could say that my styles are maybe similar throughout my tunes that I could maybe va vary my time signatures and my keys a bit more. And I'm going to start getting into that. This is a, this is scratching the surface of my first venture into this world. And um, I'm looking forward to hopefully keep composing and getting ideas and thinking outside the box a little bit more. Superb, Sean. So this could be the first of many then. There you go. So if, well, if, this is, uh, sorry, go this ahead. Is taken 12, this has taken 12 years. Wow. Uh, at yeah. least 12 years. So you'll be looking at maybe into the 2030s by the time Volume 2 might ever come along. <laughs> That's it. So, Sean, where can people get a hold of this book then if they want to purchase a copy? At the minute, I... I'm only just working through my my own Facebook page, social media, and contact me directly there, a private message. And um, if you live in, in Northern Ireland, we can arrange uh, a collection, or internationally then, um, I can post, obviously. Um, so it's... I didn't expect it to, to get quite so big so quickly. Um, and as a result, I actually ran out of copies. You so run out I have, of copies. I, I run out. I run out <laughs> of my first, my first batch. I, um, I gave some to um, people in the Python world that had been very influential and very uh, good to get me on the right track. Yeah. Um, and as I've won for myself, and then the the rest sold in about three days. Wow. Um, through in no <laughs> small part through the help of your. Um, your show, which I appreciate very much, sharing oh, no um, all the information on on Facebook there. So contact me um, on Facebook, and I'll sort you out. There basically, you the um, for now, I, I I don't necessarily want to to get too big that I can't handle um, full time job, parenting, piping, and. Uh, distribute music but I'm certainly going to keep it going for another while oh that's excellent Sean well thank you so much for putting this book together I'm sure piping fans around the world would certainly want to get their mitts on this you know um, I hope so everyone's hungry for new music and yeah you are quite an amazing composer if you don't mind me saying so this well, will thank be, you very much this will be one collection you'll definitely want to get your hands on so Sean uh, send my best to everyone at home and uh, yeah I will. Well, hope to chat to you again in the future thank you very much there you are. Sean Maloney there. Thank you, Sean, for yeah, for catching up with me, mate. And I wish you every success with that new collection of tunes. I'm definitely gonna have to get a copy of this because like I say, I'm you know, I'm learning how to read, I'm learning how to play, so I need some tunes, you know? Now obviously you think on my list of books that I would love to get, they're all modern kind of new tunes. They're all new stuff, you know? And I would actually like to know what is the best collection of old traditional stuff. Now, I do know there are the Scots Guards books. I think there's, what, two of them? Three of them, maybe? Three volumes of them? Um, but I would love to know your opinions, guys. Where, where is the best source for old traditional tunes? You know, where can you get manuscripts on, you know, of, I don't know, old tunes like Scott and the Brave, Roundtree, you know, Highland Laddie, stuff like that. Is that where you get it? The Scots Guards books? Yeah. Well, you can let me know. There you are. See, I'm completely new to all this, so you guys can... <laughs> 
you can let me know. Uh, so, yeah, you know, me getting into this piping thing can be a dangerous thing. I could end up spending an absolute fortune, and I'm sure I'm bringing you guys along with me as well. If anything, that's been suggested by one of you guys that this is a possible topic of the week, uh, my piping journey, um, from picking up the practice channel from the first time to actually throwing the pipes under my arm. Uh, so, mm, yeah, we might revisit. We might visit that, actually. That might be worth a conversation with my tutor as well, Andrew, and the whole process and talk all about it because, honestly, it started as a bit of crack and now a bit of a laugh, you know, playing jingle bells at Christmas time. And now, all of a sudden, I have a competition set learned. It's very scary. Uh, so, hey, moving on. We've got more piping news to get to. Uh, shout out to Shots. Shots and Dickhead Caledonia. Of course, we're going to be talking to their PM and their pipe sergeant in a bit. Uh, but I wanted to give a shameless plug because they have now launched a new Instagram page. Yeah. So if you guys are over there on Instagram, then go and check that out. Yeah, you're going to need to because... I dare say they're going to be putting up some real good content on there. So, yeah, Shots and Dickhead of a brand new Instagram page. Definitely going to be worth a shout. Yeah, for you Instagrammers. Okay, I wanted to give a mention this week to playforsheets.com. Now, I have mentioned this on the show quite a few times now. And I've been aware that other podcasts have spoke about this at length, of course. Um, but it's really an incredible service that seems to have really been popular this last week or so. And basically what it is, is they are selling uh, critic sheets, basically. You can send them a video of your performance and get it judged by some of the best in the business. And they'll give you a crit sheet back for what you could possibly improve on you know they could tell you what your strengths were in the performance but also what your weaknesses were and some of these guys honestly look at the top of the game especially from the drumming point of view and the piping uh you know you have stephen mcwarders in there and andrew elliott as well you've glenn brown ah oh, come on the the whole thing's just ridiculous it's just go check it out now okay i'll possibly talk about more about this at length on a future podcast playforsheets.com Go and check it out. Yeah, that, that's all. I'm going to just shamelessly plug it. But honestly, it's well worth catching. Because I think even from me, uh, you know, as a drummer and wannabe piper, uh, yeah, I'm certainly going to be checking out this service. I think it's going to be really invaluable to people. So definitely go and check that out. Playforsheets.com. Okay. Moving on to what has been quite a sad week for the piping world here in Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, it's with great sadness, obviously, that... The Seven Towers Pipe Band in Ballymena report the passing of their former pipe major, Mr. Bertie Todd. Now, Bertie, together with his late wife Jean, were really well known here in the piping scene in Northern Ireland and were honestly seen as fantastic ambassadors for the pipe band fraternity all across the island. Bertie will be well remembered as a great friend and a great tutor and a great role model and mentor to many who came through the ranks of Seven Towers Pipe Band. Bertie was synonymous with uh, Seven Towers, and basically, yeah, was he was Mr. Seven Towers Pipe Band. The band themselves took the opportunity to extend their deepest sympathies, and of course ourselves here in the Rab Show extend the same as well, to Bertie's son Colin and his, his wife Karen, and the entire Todd family circle. Now, the, fam- the family and all held a funeral service. Uh, well, it's going to be held actually on Thursday the 25th. So whenever I'm recording this, it's actually tomorrow. And I dare say there will be a huge turnout. Now, clearly, 
at the moment we still have COVID-19 social distancing restrictions. So, yeah, attendance at the actual funeral will be limited. But they are asking people if they want to, they can pay their respects and line the streets uh, as they, you know, walk their way to the way to the burial ground. So from all of us here in the Rab Show, we want to pass on our sincere condolences to every member of Seven Towers Pipe Band, uh, to Bertie's extended family, to all his friends. Certainly a big loss for the piping world. And uh, yeah, he'll be sorely missed. Okay. I need to move on to the next news story. And I have to give a shout to the Mid-Argyle Pipe Band, who released something really quite exciting there on the 23rd. Said they are delighted to announce that Christopher McCartan has been appointed to the position of Pipe Sergeant. Woo! Now, there you go. So Christopher's actually been part of the Mid-Argyle Pipe Band since he was nine years old. Uh, attending the chanter classes so he's now stepped into the leadership role as pipe sergeant so christopher we want to wish you the very best mate very exciting appointment for you and also for the guys at mid argyle yeah can't wait to see what you bring to the role and what musical choices and influences you bring with you very exciting stuff go on the mid argyle Woo! exciting stuff now, speaking of uh, pipe bands in general and another band that deserves a shout out this week is cooper angus Go on, Cooper Angus. Woo! Everyone's getting a shout this week. I'm going woo a lot this week. Uh, yeah, Cooper Angus Pipe Band, as you guys know, have been running an online competition. And you guys know, I've spoke about it before, but I'm a judge on there. Yes, I'm a judge. Which is all sorts of daunting. Well, the entries uh, for the competition has now closed. And apparently, they've received well over 750 entries from over 14 different countries. Wow, now that's crazy. 750 entries, that's mad. And I think in my case, I'm actually judging three categories in the drumming. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't actually started it yet. Um, so yeah, I will hopefully get on that horse very soon and try and get everything sorted. Because the results themselves will be announced live on Facebook through the Cooper Angus Facebook page on Monday, the 6th of July at 7pm UK time. So I better get my judging hat on and get my results over to them as soon as I can. (laughs) Now, one of the interesting things, aspects of this competition, actually, is that there are proper bona fide prizes on offer. Some big name sponsors and big name companies have been involved in this while providing prizes. So, yeah, you can actually walk away with something really quite valuable at the end of it. Plus, every competitor, all 750 of them, will all get a crit sheet and actually get some pointers on their playing. What was good, what was bad. And, uh, yeah, it's got some proper decent judges in there. You have the likes of Stuart Little, we have Scott Wallace, you know, with some real amazing names in there. And for some reason, they've put my name in the mix. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And uh, I am a little nervous, if I'm brutally honest, about being a judge and everything. Uh, but I will do my best. Uh, yeah, so there you are. Looking forward to that process. But the results themselves will be read out the 6th of July. So there you are. Get that in your calendar, folks. And be sure to be following the Cooper Angus Pipe Band on their social media to make sure that you actually catch those results. 
Okay, the music service for pipes and drums, actually in conjunction with the RSPBA Northern Ireland, have completed their online competition. And I have to say, again, a shout out to Ian Burrows and to Andy McGregor, who've done an absolutely outstanding job. I think this is fantastic, and I really can't wait to see more. Uh, if anything, the RSPBA Northern Ireland and music service for pipes and drums seem to work incredibly well together because Ian Burroughs said it himself in the announcement of the uh, you know the winners and everything he said just how successful it was how far reaching it was just how many entries they received and uh, yeah he had hoped himself that this would be the first of many so yeah if there will be any more competitions being ran online by our own Northern Ireland branch or indeed from the music service for pipes and drums then we will certainly let you guys know. They also put an announcement as well. And Friday, the 26th of June, uh, locally here in Northern Ireland, the Celtic uh, band called Pure Blarney. Pure Blarney will actually be doing uh, well, a bit of a launch for a new single called Fel- Farewell to Govan. And I think this is a precursor to a new EP that they're going to be launching. So, yeah, 26th of June, Friday night, half seven. You're going to be tuning in online because, yeah, Pure Blarney and Friends will be putting on a little bit of a performance and releasing their new single called Farewell to Govan. So, well worth checking out. So, that's Pure Blarney. Yeah, well worth listening to. Okay, you guys out there, we're talking about new music there a minute ago. And if you would like to have your own tune written for you, then now's your chance. Um, I'm not just saying written by any old man on the street. This is going to be written by the BBC Young Trad Musician of the Year 2020, Ali Levesque. Yep, Ali Levesque is offering what he's called commissioning tunes. £100 per tune, and you get to call the tune whatever you want. You have the naming rights. Uh, Plus, you get a handwritten score plus it's in a framed it's in a frame and and it'll be sent to you in the mail so you'll get a framed handwritten manuscript of your tune of your choosing your title you can also choose what type of tune you want it can be a real a jig a two four march six eight slow air waltz whatever you'll also get a digital pdf of the transcription and all of that for a hundred quid now as you guys know ali levesque is just an incredible talent. And I've spoke about him at length here on the show before. He's a piper, of course, with a band called Project Smoke. But also he has his own solo thing going. And he's just an incredible musician and composer. So this is an awesome opportunity. You don't normally see things like this with commissionings like this. But he's offering this for a limited time only. If you want a tune and want to take advantage of this, perhaps you know someone who would like a tune written for some event or something. Someone's birthday you know a wedding anniversary or something i don't know um yeah you can contact ali levesque of course direct on social media and he will you know talk back and forward with you and kind of work out what you want from the tune and he'll get it written for you so well we're checking out i wanted to give a shameless plug to ali um, i'm nothing but a fan obviously but he's a blistering bagpiper and an absolutely incredible whistle player and uh yeah i yeah i was so tempted to take advantage of this myself but I just don't have a hundred quid in the bank. <laughs> Try explaining that to the wife. Um, what's this bit of manuscript on the wall here, Rob? Aye, that's my tune. I called it Chilly Willy. <laughs> it's Chilly Willy's on the wall. It cost me a hundred quid. Class. <laughs> I don't know. You could have all sorts of fun with the naming rights, couldn't you? Imagine if you asked Ali to write you 
a 2-4 march as an introduction for your band and you give it some sort of really rude name. You know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you can have all sorts of fun. But there you are. Shameless plug for Ali Levick. You can contact them direct and get that sorted if you wish. Now, I want to give a real big plug this week to Linda's Personalised Flashes. If you guys haven't seen these things on social media yet, you're really missing a trick. Linda's Personalised Flashes has been all over Facebook and social media this last while. Uh, Basically because of the bands that are kind of ticking this up at the moment. We have bands such as St. Joseph's, Drums and Roses, Lawrence Tool, And these flashes, honest to goodness, they're... It's absolutely incredible. They're printed with your band's own personal logo. I think Brashane and District has one as well. So many different pipe bands are actually doing this at the moment and getting personalised flashes made for their band. Now, you can choose the colour, of course. You can choose the, the logo or the emblem that you want printed on there. These things are incredible. So, by way of a shameless plug, I would like you guys to go over there now and check out this new product. Very exciting. Uh, So, Linda's personalised flashes on Facebook. Go and have a look at them. And some of the, even the dress ones that aren't band related. You know, you get ones with thistles printed on them and such. The ones I'm looking at right now, the black coloured ones with the silver thistle on them. Gorgeous. Oh, imagine that with a kilt and all. Oh, lovely, lovely. So, yeah, if you have a band logo or something like that that you would like to see printed on a set of flashes and you think that you could colour coordinate it with your kilt and your drums and all of that stuff, go and check it out. Linda's personalised flashes, honestly, I've been blown away by them. And this past week, I've just been looking through the photographs thinking, wow, if I was in a band, I'd certainly want to take advantage of these uh, because they do look the business, you know. And why any other business hasn't done this before, I'll never know. But Linda's personalised flashes clearly has. And they're simply brilliant. So go and check them out. There you are. Shameless plug. But I don't care. <clears throat> Moving on. And yes, we got a bit of news, actually, this past week about the 2020 Glymphitic. Yeah. So apparently, the 2020 Glymphitic will be happening this year. Now, a lot of us were actually kind of surmised and thinking, ah... The plug's going to get pulled and that'll be it. But no, we actually got a lot of real positive news saying, nope, it's happening. October 31st, 2020 Glymphitic baby is going to open the doors, but not fully. Mm, Yeah, it's just for competitors. It's going to be played behind closed doors. Yes, with an audience of only judges, stewards and video people who are actually going to be filming the whole thing. Now, what makes this incredibly interesting... <clears throat> excuse me, is that this will be filmed, but it will be available on a pay-per-view. Hmm. Now, I pause for effect, because this obviously has me scratching my head, because in previous years, we've been watching live streams of the Glymphitic uh, through Inner Ear, and it's been completely for free. So, this development of having a pay-per-view system put in place Obviously, has been put in place because they can't sell tickets for the event. They can't actually fill the hall for the piping fans. You know, they can't pay that money to go and sit in the audience and experience it. So they're passing that cost onto the viewer who'll be watching it online. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'll possibly, I'll pay it anyway. You know, I will pay the fee to go and watch the Glymphitic online. Of course I will. I'm sure you guys will probably do the same. But the question does, you know, beg the question... Why haven't they done pay-per-view before? 
is the first question that I've asked. Uh, the next one is, where's the money going? Is the money going to the organizers, the people who put the event on? Uh, you know, where's the money going? And... Yeah, also, will we see an upgrade in quality as a result of having to pay for it? We have reported on this before, that the guys at Inner Ear, they battle every year against the connection issues that they have there in Blair Castle. And every year, they do a cracking job, I have to say. The guys at Inner Ear have been knocking it out of the park. And I know, as a live streamer, I know the battle that they're facing and every year... They work insanely hard to get the quality that they do, and it's fantastic. So, yes, we will have to pay this year, October 31st, to watch the Glymphitic live on, on online. And that's the only way we're going to get to see it. So, very interesting. Yeah. So, but hey, I just think, if anything, it's incredibly positive news that the Glymphitic is still going ahead. I just think it's awesome. Uh, so, so happy about that. And regardless of what the fee is for the pay-per-view, I'll gladly pay it. You know, I'll want to watch the Glymphitic. I'll pay whatever it is. So, we haven't actually got any details yet as to about how the pay-per-view thing will work and how much it is. But once we get further details, of course, we will let you know. Uh, the only thing that we do know for sure is um, that there's two people currently qualified at the moment, I think... Uh, so Finley Johnson, I think Glenn Brown as well, I think uh, I think Callum as well, Callum Bowman. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I think we are still waiting yet to see how people will actually qualify for this year's Glenfiddich. Because with other events such as you know the London Gold Medals, there are guys are gathering Northern Meeting stuff like that. They aren't happening. So with those events not happening, that we're not going to get people qualifying for what would be essentially the big climax of the solo piping year. So the Glenfiddich Championship, it's going to be a different one this year. How it's going to be organised with who qualifies, who actually gets to attend, we've yet to hear. That's all kind of up in the air. At the moment, all that's been confirmed is that the event is still happening. It will be happening behind closed doors and it'll be live online on pay-per-view. So, as we know more details going forward about the Glenfiddich and how it's all going to shake down in October, we'll certainly let you know. But if anything... Just take it as positive news, guys, that it's happening. And it may be behind closed doors, but it's happening. All right? So Glenfiddich is on, which is just awesome. Awesome news. Okay, this week I wanted to give a shout-out to Rora. Yes, indeed, Rora. You guys know Rora quite well, of course. If you're involved in the Celtic or folk music scene, you know who Rora are. R-U-R-A.co.uk is their website, and that's where I want you to go right now. As you guys know, in February at Celtic Connections, Rora were on stage in the old fruit market. Now, at the time, I just thought it was a regular Rora gig, but... um, No, it wasn't. It was their 10th anniversary concert and they had special guests on stage with them. Now, that was all sorts of special, but we're not done. They managed to record the entire thing and are releasing it as an album. Oh my god. Yep, it's a live album. Rora, live at the old fruit market. Fruit market with special guests. This is their 10th anniversary concert. I, I... I'm going to be tripping over myself to get this thing. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm a massive Rora fan. If you guys haven't listened to any Rora, go now. You're really missing the trick. Uh, So, some incredible piping on there. And Whistle Playing too. such an incredible band. I actually remember watching them like eight or nine years ago when they'd only really just got started. And 
I tell you, man, there was nobody in that fruit market where I seen them. And they weren't dancing. It was insane. So, Rora.co.uk. You can actually go and pre-order the live album now. It'll be released in September. Yeah, so you've got a wee bit of time to wait. It's currently being mixed and mastered at the moment, but you can now pre-order it through Rora's website. So, definitely going to be worth checking out. And if you haven't listened to any Rora tracks, go and listen to possibly one of my favourite Rora ones, which is Allegory. Mm, Love that song. Anyway, flying on then. Uh, yeah, I wanted to give a mention to D-Side Caledonia from Aberdeen. Uh, they've, they're putting out a call out that they need another tenor drummer uh, to fill the ranks in their existing drum corps. They're saying experience in pipe bands is necessary. However, because the competition season isn't happening at the moment, they will give full tuition, of course. So that'll all be available. Now, the tenor drummer in question has to be able to commit to two practices a week and one on a Sunday every month. And if you're interested, you can contact D-Side Caledonia via their website or, of course, on their social media. So, yeah, you can go and check that out. They are looking for an experienced tenor drummer. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the AGM. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about piping press. I know all of that. But there's one huge news story that I just can't ignore. (sighs) Yeah. Apparently, whenever financial statements were released ahead of the AGM, um, there was a little bit of a news story that dropped on PipesDrums.com. And the headline itself was attention-grabbing. Following a spectacular £1 million plus renovation, the RSPBA headquarters is now valued at 500 k Ooh, now you now know why I couldn't ignore it. So, whenever you read the article, it says, Questions about the RSPBA Association decision to spend more than a £1 million of members' money on the renovation of the headquarters at Washington Street aren't likely to go away anytime soon because the building has been valued at only five hundred grand. In the external revaluation of the property that was carried out by DM Hall Chartered Surveyors, apparently it's a loss of over five hundred and eighty-five thousand quid, nearly five hundred and eighty-six. Ouch! Yeah, so this information apparently came to light with, as part of the financial statement, which was issued to member bands in advance of the association's June twenty-seventh AGM. Hmm. Now this obviously is worrying because um, you spend a million pound refurbing a building and then to find that the building's not worth a million pound, it's actually worth half of that. It's really disconcerting. And obviously, questions I do hope will be asked at the AGM this weekend and we'll possibly hear more about this, about why the building is only valued at such a low value when never so much money has been spent on it. Hmm concerning but you can go and check it out the article's up there now on pipestrums.com i'm not dwelling anymore pipestrums.com go and check it out the article headline is there about the one million pound renovation and the now the valuation go and read at it have fun and (laughs) draw your own conclusions yes and there's no inference there yes honestly draw your own opinions and let us know yours email us bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email address plus don't forget you can reach to us on social media as well which is the big rab show on facebook or of course on our twitter account which is at big rab show now like i said guys um, if you were expecting a load of answers to your emails this week again that will happen next week so i do think that a lot of you will be tuning in this week expecting to get answers on your questions and queries and 
basic anger and get all of that addressed in this week's episode. Like I said at the outset, that will happen on next week's episode. It'll be a full topic of the week. We will be yeah concentrating on your concerns on a full episode. We're going to dedicate a whole episode to this and hopefully we'll get a road forward. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys, I think it's at this point now where I can go and get myself a big cup of tea. <clears throat> yeah, it's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits, and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range, launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Field Marshal Montgomery, St. Lawrence Atul, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments, such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media. A1 Embroidery and Printing check them out on Facebook. A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. <laughs> yes indeed. Do you know why I feel so much better after that cup of tea? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just love that cup of tea time each day on podcast day. Anyway, yes, topic of the week time. Now, this week's episode's really quite exciting. Uh, we have quite a detailed conversation with the pipe major, Emmett Conway, and the pipe sergeant, Graham Drummond, of 
Shots and Dykehead. Yes. Now, I've mentioned it on previous shows about just how excited I was to listen to Shots this incoming season and how disappointed I was when competitions were cancelled and I couldn't. So I thought that this was a great opportunity to actually catch up with the guys and just hear all about what was going on at Shots. So I hope you guys managed to enjoy the conversation. Now, like I said... The video of this interview has been available on our Patreon page. It's been there now for quite a while. So everyone over on Patreon's probably already heard this. <laughs> and you guys can go and actually watch it now on our Patreon page. But um, depending, of course, on when you're listening to this, the video of this interview will also be available on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. So go and check it out. Big Rab Show on YouTube. We have the video of this interview coming up there on YouTube. Yeah. So, without further ado, yeah, let's introduce these guys to the podcast. So, welcome to this week's podcast, Pipe Major Emmett Conway and Pipe Sergeant Graham Drummond, Rob Shots and Dykehead. Hello, guys. How you doing, Rob? Hi, Rob. Do I have to give the band's full title, though? Shots and Dykehead, Caledonia. Do you have to add the Caledonia to the end of it each time, or? Ah, no, you're fine. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. Everyone knows Jesus Shots. You know, everyone, you always shorten the name down, like. As soon as I say the name Boggies, everyone knows exactly who I'm talking about. But you have, to, you have to say it's People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate, which is a big title. So I just figured I would ask you guys at the outset <laughs> as a way of introduction. So, lads, first of all, um, I want to ask about how the band has been coping during lockdown. Uh, Shots obviously being in the top flight in grade one. I'm sure you guys have the same problems as everyone else. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Um <sighs> First of all, we when when the when the country was in a lockdown, we were looking at um, holding the Zoom practices. We we weren't sure then if the, the competitions were going to be going ahead, but we were still going to be prepping for them regardless. And um, um, when we when we found out that the the season was going to happen, we thought it would be a good idea to give everybody a break for a few months. Um, which is we all need a break at the end of the day. It's, it's one year just leads into the next, into the next, and yeah. some it's good for some some people, some family time, and do some stuff they want to do. So we've given the band uh, a bit of a break up to now, actually playing wise. But we've been tuning in every Saturday night. In fact, tonight's our thirteenth band quiz. Um, oh, so we're right. nice one. <laughs> um, I'm not doing very good at them. I can't get enough. Yeah, yeah, it's not one, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I try my best. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're like I say, I think it's our thirteenth quiz tonight, and we're just keeping the communication levels up. Um, we're matching into the group every day, and um, whether it just be a bit of banter, talking about music, talking about different things, pipe yeah. band related and non-pipe band related. Um, so and we well we'll probably discuss later, but we have a bit of a plan in place for starting back um, weekly practices. Um, but we get into that, uh, we get into that later on. I know that, mm. like I say, we'll talk about music and that later. But I know that we we sent out a couple of sets of music, and I know Andrew's been working on a fanfare with the drummers uh, weekly. So, but we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk discussion. We'll just we'll discuss that later. Aye, yeah. So, if, if anything, that's one thing I've found through all of this lockdown is how everyone's being so creative at the minute. Like, we have so many composers releasing new books, new tunes, all that sort of stuff. Uh, with regards to shots, then, are you guys coming up with any new sets, any new music that we'll look forward to in future? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, like before the before the lockdown, we we had kind of obviously most bands would have a. You know, we decided what we we're going to play anyway. So 
um, and quite a lot of it is new stuff. So, but we have taken this opportunity to put together a few a few new sets as well. You know, you never know. Um, we don't have any concerts on the the horizon just yet, but you, you know, it's good to have these kind of sets put together and up your sleeve. Um, just in case the, the opportunity arises. Um, so we've been putting together a few things and we were obviously really looking forward to playing, playing the new stuff this year, but we've, um, yeah, so quite a lot of new stuff that we're, uh, that we're going to keep uh, keep working on and we're, mm. we're going to hopefully be playing next year, but we've got, also got a few new sets put together as well. There you go, fantastic stuff. Well, me as a fan, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, well, lads, you, like myself, you guys are piping fans. Obviously, you love going to competitions, watching every all the bands and stuff. What were you most looking forward to this incoming season, 2020? You know, January, February came around. What were you guys looking forward to the most? I just what we've been touching on, just really getting out there with the new music. Um, I think I think with, with any band, it's when, when, when you work hard over a winter on new music and... Um, creative ideas, you really want to get it out there to kind of see how it goes down um, with the public and with the judges and results and whatnot. So really getting out there with, with music was kind of what, what we were looking forward to most. But obviously there's been a massive um, influx in players as well. Um, the band's bigger and better than it was in 2019. Um, obviously, obviously with the transition of me coming in after Ryan and a few players going um, left, right and centre way, and we, we, we had the 14 to 17 we had all year and you know it's tough it's tough in grade one having that sort of numbers regardless how good we were you, you like that we keep it a three or four just for backing and um, we'll have that now with 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 loads of players in and um, so it was really good to kind of suppose present the new band and um, yeah. with obviously green coming in the rose pipe sergeant as well i think well this year was shaping up pretty well and um, we were just listening to recordings a couple of weeks ago of practices in January and February and it was it was going well so and we've just we've fixed and polished a few things up from then as well that we've obviously with the time off just when you're talking about new music mm. we've just polished up on on a few breaks and stuff that we, we thought we could be better you know so and um, we've been working with new things that got behind the scene but I that was the main thing was kind of get out with the new music kind of the, the bigger better band and really really going for it really really going for it so and hit 2020 with a bang yeah i was looking forward to watching news lads you know too i think i mentioned it in previous podcasts 2020 was going to be my year to watch you guys with a magnifying glass <laughs> because i think it'd be fair to say you guys did finish last season 2019 on a bit of a bang you know you left that circle in, in glasgow and people were kind of going "Ooh." <laughs> yeah i think we certainly left our, our best performance to last and um, well, I think as the season went on, our performances got stronger. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it was. We worked equal, equally as hard over the winter and right through the year. I think it was just maybe gaining a bit of confidence in that. Um, we didn't. We hit Paisley um, and we were going super well and fine tune. But a mistake I made was, was slightly overblown. And um, when the drones started going, the maybe the nerves started creeping in a wee bit and it's hard to recover from that. You know, we finished ninth, two nines in piping at Paisley and we finished with the first and second in the medley at the Warriors in piping. Um, yeah. So we came a long way from Paisley and, you know, it, it's, it might only be one result, but it's certain, certainly one that we've been building off from, from August last year. 
definitely. Yeah. So, well, Emmett, you mentioned then about getting new members into the band and all the rest. Can I ask then, how does someone join Shots? Like, in my opinion, Shots are like up there as one of the top flight bands. Is there a whole process to join the band? How does that work? Aye, well, we've been, this past 10 months, Rob, we've been very lucky with players wanting to join us, which is, is brilliant. As anybody knows, as a pipe major, there's a lead drummer. It's, it's quite hard to sometimes get players through the doors. And mm. so we've been fairly lucky that we haven't had the chase or we haven't had to follow people up. We've actually, adopt, you know, with a lot of interest that we've, we've turned guys away. And, you know, we, they, we go through an audition process where we, we ask the, the piper or drummer in question to Smith and MSR of their own choice and a hornpipe and jig. Well, technically, two hornpipes and jig. We kind of cut one and a round one yeah. and a round jig. And we kind of there from it's myself and Graham and, and Kieran Ross has been involved with the, the pipe side of things leadership. He's kind of, there's me, Graham, and Kieran's kind of number three. We'll be kind of discussing additions and discussing, discussing how these pipes are going to come in, if they're going to fit. Mm-hmm. personality ways you know doing background checks on them we <laughs> things like that it's, yeah. it's, it's just to make sure we, we have a, a very positive form of mental energy at the minute and we don't want anybody to disrupt that and so we want to make sure that the, the person's the right fit for the band regardless of playing i think that's 40 percent of the battle and then the, the other 60s is commitment and, and playing so yeah but i'm fairly lucky though it's you know there has been years in the past back in New Zealand police and that um, you had to chase players and stuff but thankfully as you say as we say we have the name also and, and people see a bit of promise people see the improvement from the start of the season last year to the end of the season and you know I think a lot of people seem to be liking music we're playing as well that's so it so it attracts people then to come and play it for you guys basically yeah so as I we've, we've, we've seen to like there's just something about this past 10 months it seems to be the buzz um, about the band from outside the band and in the band and so we're getting it from all which is great you know it's 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 hard you know it's, it's hard getting that buzz and that bite back and, and the band yeah. certainly have it now and like I say from the outside looking in there seems to be just people asking questions oh, I heard these guys going well looking looking forward to hearing you etc etc so it's nice it's nice getting that. it gives you a wee we buzz, we we pick up, you know. Gives you a lift, it. Yeah. Well, if anything, on last week's podcast, we actually spoke to Danny Hutchison, who spoke about how much fun it is to play in shots, and you don't normally hear that. You know, grade one bands, you know, are normally so serious, so competitive, but you guys seem to have so much crack, you know. Very much so. I think it's very important that we keep our concentration on what we want to do best, which is win. As does anybody, you know, we're yeah. we're not. We know what it takes to win. We know how we're. We're trying to get there. We know it's not going to happen overnight, but it's, it's also important that you work hard, you play hard too. And we've a, a very young bunch, um, and I think it's very important that we have a so- social aspect of it as well. Just last year, we went and done go karting and ping pong. A few of us went. There's probably a good dozen, dozen and a half. Of us always go to them after Saturday practices with a bit of a get together and a few pints, or you know, we, we always have stuck plan. Um, mm. And we're even looking into that straight away for for once we start back. So I'm sure everybody will be ready till everybody's pulling their hair at the minute with the lockdown. So um, it's not it's, it's so I must say now from 
from coming into the band and it's the social side has been brilliant from a from a pop of foot to a door and i've always been trying to improve it as well because mm. like i said it's the guys and girls deserve it i'll work them very hard as graham can, can probably add in there but i think it's, it's rewarding and um, hopefully it's rewarding the years to come and and like hopefully they they also see that i'm you know thankful for the work they're putting in so you guys are basically trying to strike a real good balance between the real hard work element and also the fun side of it. And do you believe that the fun yeah. side of it's important? Absolutely. I, I, it's it's really important. I think to have a you know not saying that other bands don't, but um, it's really important to have a bond with your players. You know, and and right. work hard, play hard. You know that kind of mentality. So you know um, we have been doing that kind of mostly after. Every, most weekend practices, you know, we, there's a big group of us that, that, that you know, they, they go out and, and they kind of let our hair down and, you know, talk about it and all that kind of stuff. And uh, So, yeah, sense. it's really, really good. I can't wait. I mean, I wasn't in the band when they went paintballing uh, yet, but, I mean, I really can't wait to go paintballing again so I can... Uh, you can't wait to get a paint gun and start shooting <laughs> people, man. That's what it is. Well, yeah. Just damn it. Just damn it. Just I'm, actually, I'm actually just going to point out there now there'll be no more paint bongs. The last time everybody seemed to be shooting me. I'm bruises and lumps anyway, then. Oh. It's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good frustration release that, you know. Yeah, everyone shoot the pipe major. Yeah. After round one, I was just hiding in a bunker. <laughs> so, Emmett, then turning to yourself, you. Obviously, brand new to the role, pipe major of the historical Shots and Brackhead band. How have you found now that you've settled into the role? Um, very settled now. Um, I suppose like anybody changing job or changing band or any sort of leadership role, it takes, it does at least take 12 months for you to find your feet. Um, yeah. you, you have to find the workings of the band, the workings of what goes on behind the scenes, committee, people, sussing people out. Um, and for me, coming in back in November 2018, when I made the move across from New Zealand, um, I was certainly, I was a bit timid, I suppose. I was kind of just trying to find my feet, like mm. I say, just trying to find my feet. And um, it was, the first two or three months was quite challenging because with the process of Ryan going and me coming in, um, within the space of Ryan saying, bowing out, here's Emmett. Um, there's a lot of players wanted to take years out, go traveling, a couple of overseas players were traveling back home. So it was kind of like, oh, that was yeah. my biggest fear. So I always, had it, I always had it in the back of my head that, you know, I hope, I hope you know, the arse doesn't fall out of this sort of thing. <laughs> that I want to steady the ship up for for 2018, and I want to go strong. I, I just don't want to take part and be in the middle of the grade for the sake of it. I want to push to the top. I'm, I'm yeah, driven. Yeah. That's my drive is going forward and wanting to win. Um, so once we get the first year over us, I also felt like the band needed that bit of a social kick. Um, mm which we just talked about. And it's just what Graham said there as well, just the actual bonding side of things. And actually get to know the players, what they do outside of bands, and just that side of things is, is, is so informative yeah. because then you can kind of paint a picture of what's happening in, 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 their, in their life at that particular stage. Or, you know, you can, you can all juggle it up to see 
why someone is or isn't performing and how to approach it and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, now 12 or well, 18 months on, I'm very, very settled, very content with it's night and day um, from this time last year. Um, obviously, obviously the COVID thing, but I just mean as a band, um, with the new players coming in, I feel now that with the existing ones that are there and, and loyal to me, that I'm making like my band, getting Graham in and, and putting her own touches on that that it's it's now my band kind of moving forward. I don't yeah. mean that to sound like selfish. I just mean that I'm not worried that some people are still thinking about the, the old or shots. Yeah. Other directions. It's it's mm-hmm. you know, I'm there for the band and I'm all about the band and it's just making sure that now I can put my touches on the band. I suppose is better wording for it. And um, so just have to wait to 2021 now. But like I say, it's. Yep. It's, it's, it's good having the break, but I'm ready to go back anytime now. <laughs> so, Graham, even for yourself, man, you're now new to the pipe sergeant role. Um, how have you found slotting into the role of responsibility? Yeah, um, it's been great. Like Everybody's been really welcoming to the band. Uh, Emmett, Ewan McAllister, um, and Andrew, and, and, and all the guys. Everybody's been great with me uh, coming into the band. So, and, you know, I... Kind of feel that uh, coming in from an outsider, coming into a leadership role, it could be quite daunting. To you know, you've, you've got to earn everybody's respect, uh, yeah. and I, I'd like to hope that I've done that. Uh, but uh, you know, just just continuing that and and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I would say, but uh, no, I mean, I would say the the kind of it's different in, as well in that, you know, obviously having a full band practice every week with the full band, obviously being in FM, it was like, you know, there was one group in Glasgow and uh, another group in, in Lisbon and then they would get together uh, mm. once a, a month from January onwards um, as a full band. So having that every week is, is like, you know, obviously because I played in FM for 10 years and uh, you know, it became the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, being a, a pipe sergeant now, I'm, I'm having to think slightly differently about things. You know, I, it's not just concentrating on myself. I've got to think about multiple things at, at kind of the one time, and you know, kind of worrying about other other people and other things other than myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so things like you know, doing uh, the sound in the band and one to ones and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot more responsibility than, than being just a it's easy. Well, it's not yeah. easy being a player, but you know, as a player, you just turn up, focus on yourself, make sure you're right. But then, as a pipe sergeant, you've got to think about a lot more than that, you know. Um, so I, I found that kind of um, interesting, and, and I've enjoyed it. You know, I've enjoyed the challenge so far. Um, so you know, it's really, really, really good. Um, also, the also the travelling back and forth as well. You know, I don't um, obviously got to travel to Northern Ireland all the time. You know, that's, that's been quite a big, big difference. But That'd be a big bonus, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't know himself now. He lives 15 minutes in the van hall. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, but both of you lads came from Field Marshal. You know, for those at home who don't know, you guys both had years playing with FM at the top of the top. You know, whenever you're both in younger days, although you're still young fellas now. Have you taken anything from your time playing with Richard Parks and that whole time at Shots, are you bringing any of that kind of flavour to what you're doing now in Shots? Oh, without a doubt. Um, 
anything I can know I've learned off Richard. Um, certainly 95% of what I know or what I think I know. Um, I've, I've learned off Richard. Just watch him. Like I say, I was in the band for seven seasons, seven years as well. Tuesday, Thursday, every single night going to band practice. And um, I, I, I just was always fascinated by him. Even from a young age, before I actually started piping up, for whatever reason, and the day of a competition, they just always used to run the fee marshal. And I don't know if it's maybe it's a bigger band or a taxi yeah. did like their sound from a young age, but without a doubt, I think um, certainly we have our own our own style of music, and I think we have our own our own sound as well. And um, how like how we're set up the band wouldn't be dissimilar to you know what what Graham and I learned off Richard. The, the day of a competition, obviously Graham won't know this because he's only come in the winter of, of 2019. The day of a competition, we, we, it's, it's something similar as well. Um, I will say that we do, without a doubt, I, I do put my own touches and stuff. Um, I, I think you know, a lot, some of them have worked for me. They mightn't work for Richard or, or Fee Marshall, but um, we we, we kind of do our own, our own touch and our own, like I say, especially when it comes to um, style of music and even musical expression, we do slightly different than Marshall's being reels. And so it's just, like I say, we, be, you know, just look at Richard's track record. He's the most successful pipe major in the world. I don't think anybody would try not to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. All in um, his footsteps, that's for sure. No, that's true. Yeah, but you are taking little bits from your FM time and that experience and bringing it to. But obviously, like you say, you're bringing your own sounds and your own new mm-hmm. shots, really. Aye. Yeah. So no, that's really interesting, actually. So, guys, can I completely get away from shots of the band now? I want to ask you about the solo competition that you guys have been running now for this last number of years. How long has that junior solo competition been running? <laughs> a long time, isn't it? It's probably the spot here. I'd say it's maybe getting this ninth year, maybe. I think so. Yeah, I was thinking uh, that was nearly years. ten years. Yeah, I right. it, it's. I think it's, this this would be its ninth year. Mm. Um, I this competition's exceptional. It's essentially the probably I could be wrong. Somebody no doubt will pick up on this, but it's the most successful junior competition as far as um. Entries and and prizes and yeah, it's massive. It, like it's really really huge. The amount of entries and I think, attendees. I think, uh, I think we had two hundred entries, something over two hundred entries, something Ooh, like that. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah. So we were we were actually almost talking about having to organise short leads for events. You know, like, <laughs> uh, Emmett, Emmett and I judged the. I can't remember what was it the. 15 and under marks was being real and there was, there was 40 competitors in it. So, Ooh, so you had to sit uh, and listen to 40 MSRs or something? Well, it's not, it's not that. It's <laughs> something to sit beside them all day. That was the worst. <laughs> <bit, you know. laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> you're, luck, you're lucky we're on camera here. Uh, <laughs> well, look, we're very lucky. See, regarding the, like, Graham and I are actually both very lucky. We've come into the band. This solo competition was with a very strong committee and only for them mm. it wouldn't be fit to run mm. we you know coming in last minute as I would say that we were given the very easy job of sorting out judges and prizes which mm. is a breeze in comparison to some of the stuff that you McAllister and Marianne Clark and we all do Ian McKinnon There's, we've a really great great committee in, in the band um, and they they do fantastic they make life quite easy and I'll, I'm happy to just like if oh we need a judge there or we need a steward there 
I'm your man. I'll, I'm happy to, to fill in there. So, but we're very lucky with fantastic sponsors. The praises this past two years has been absolute exceptional. There's been multiple sets of pipes, drums, you name it. There's, yeah. there's no other competition. And again, we owe it all to our sponsors as well, which I think is on our Facebook page if anybody wants to go really browse through them. But only for them, we couldn't make it happen. Mm, well, that's it. And if anything, that's possibly one of the things I want to point listeners to. If you haven't seen this competition yet, you can actually win a set of Wallace pipes. Or you can win a set of uh, loads of different sets of pipes. You can win a competition and walk away with an instrument. And that well, doesn't happen at most competitions. Yeah, well, you've been lucky if you get one. The last three years, we've been very lucky till R.G. Hardy sponsors a set of Henderson pipes in both yeah. competitions. McCallum's a set of McCray's, Wallace a set of the Wallace pipes. It's, it's, it's outstanding. There's no, like, yeah. I know for me as a youngster growing up, I'm like, I want to go to that competition. I want to want to win them yeah. sets <laughs> You know, and that's, it's, it's and I see uh, that's probably one of the main reasons. And it's well-organized competition. Like I say, that the guys and girls have it down to a tee. They've used the same school now in Calder Hall in, in shots for, like I say, nine years probably. And have the place down to a tee. So it's, it's well-run, it's well-organized, massive turnout. So, we're very happy, like I say, that that was formed before me and Graham can't take any, any credit for that at all. Well, if anything, now that I'm actually picking up the pipes, I'm going to have to win myself a set now well, <laughs> to actually own a set. I've seen yesterday. What an outcome, that. You've got yeah. to Set of pipes on the shoulder, eh? A, a good posture you have too. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. Um, I it was it was interesting. That was my first lesson on pipes with Andrew over video as well, which was a weird experience because uh, the cha- really? the chanter was a bit flat in places, a bit short. So he's teaching me how to do tip and stuff and all of this. Good. So coming from a like I was a drummer for years, and to throw yeah. this thing on my shoulder, I'm very weird. And to start, oh, it's, it's it's weird, <laughs> but it's. Um, uh, Brilliant though. Once and, uh, you get it going. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I'm really enjoying it because I've been enjoying the sound of pipes for years and now that I'm making it. But the... <laughs> Johnny Edition for sure, Sam. Uh, not not right now, no. <laughs> I think I'm lucky if I get through a scale without squeaking. That's <laughs> yeah. you start. That's you start. <laughs> in fact, that's what I'm finding at the moment. I know we're talking about myself piping. Um but uh yeah, I'm learning to blow in that range, that kind of thing and all that. But that's something you guys, I'm sure, would never really have to deal with at grade one level. Yeah, I'm sure at that level, you guys know how to play a blistering set without even blinking. We'll try your best, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll speak for myself. I don't know about Graham, though. <laughs> so, guys, in terms of motivation, then, I'm wanting to lift the instrument then. Through all of this lockdown and all that, what keeps you guys motivated to want to play? Well, I mean, I, I would say it's... It's really just the, the bigger picture. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's probably going to be plenty of days where you're sitting there going, well, I play my pipes today. Nah, yeah. I'll no bother. What's the point? There's nothing to work towards you know, <laughs> at the moment. But it, sooner rather than later, that's eventually going to change. you know. And I really hope the 2021 season you know, does go ahead. Because I've, mm. I've heard a few rumours, obviously, that about a, a potential second spike. I mean, I've what I'm talking about, so don't listen to that. I really hope it does. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's really kind of the, the, the vision and the drive that, that keeps me motivated. It's like just just think, just think, you know, towards that time of twenty twenty one. You know, when you're standing there ready to go on for your for well, for obviously my first competition is 
Pipes in the shots, I mean that that's that's obviously keeping me going, and obviously it's pipes out, and I, I need to keep on top of my game as well. You know, I can't be giving people rows. You know, if yeah. I'm getting stuff wrong <laughs> as well, so you know, uh, so yeah, so that that's really my motivation, and I'm sure Emmett's probably. I can't speak for him, obviously, but I'm sure he's the same, and um, you know that that's really that's really mine. You know what I mean? But, yeah. What about yourself, Emmett? I pretty much the same. Um, I keep keep talking to the guys about how much do you want it, um, how much do you really want to help push forward. I know certainly um, there is everybody wants everybody wants to win, um, so I keep kind of saying to them, we'll put that extra, do that bit extra the other bands aren't doing right now, and you're sure to be better when we when we hit the ground running. Hopefully, when when things are lifted and in a couple of months, whatever the government says, well, we'll work around some sort of practice system, and um, that make sure that you're pre- prepared for that that to happen. Um, own self motivation, and um, just listen to loads of YouTube videos, big rap show clips. YouTube, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah. I think it's you know just to hear, even hearing somebody piping you're like, oh, where's the pipes coming from? You, there's no yeah. season this year. You're kind of chopping in the bit to go, and so you keep yourself. You're just going through old clips, video clips, new clips, whatever's going up, and mm. try to keep, like I say, uh, you have to motivate yourself, you have to self-motivate, you can only kind of inspire others to, to get the finger out, but you have to want want it yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. So, aye, but basically that's the same. I had, had a bit of a break there in, in the past probably six weeks, I've been kind of going hard at it again, and um, so like you say, keep the fingers going, you don't use it, you lose it, as they say, so... I just want to keep keep on top of that side of things, keep on top of them, experimenting as well, always experiment with my own pipes and, and trying to just tweak and get that a bit better and see what it can develop for, you know, get into the winter and how how the band can maybe, you know, learn off it or move forward with it. So it, it's that side of things as well. You know, I, I think yeah. like you say, though, people have to keep themselves motivated. There's a few people in furlough and a few people finish uni, so there's no excuse now. There's... 12 hours they're sitting in their bums they should be taking an hour and a half of that to improve it. do a bit of practice and keep progressing that's that's right. the thing yeah so guys I wanted to mention I hope you don't mind me saying this but Shots is seen as a very young band you guys have quite a young membership like uh, I don't know I'm in my 40s if I was to join Shots I'm sure I'd be the oldest person in the room like what sort of age range are you guys there at Shots well that was that was kind of one of the things that I I noticed as well um, uh, moving in, into the band was that how, how actually young the pipe core is and just to put it into perspective I'm I'm the third oldest in the pipe core what? exactly uh, <laughs> and Emmett's Emmett, Emmett, the second oldest so, right. <laughs> so it's a very 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 young band um, mm. very young talented band um, but I'm not sure what's the the average Adrian Jemmett, is it like? Um, it's, it's around 21. I actually, just a couple of weeks ago, it was just with the new additions in, I kind of worked it out. It went from 20 to 21 or something, or 20 and a half to 21. So, wow. So, you can all go to America and drink legally? Uh, well, <laughs> half the pipe cork, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things we're very lucky to have. And, and although you need youth and experience, it's every year with these young lads, is and, and girls it's going to be um just now you're getting stronger now you're more experienced and it's just gonna hopefully keep raising the bar and 
like I say, along the way, add additions in. Um, so it's it's very promising, you know. I think it's I think we're in the we're definitely going in the right. I feel we're going in the right direction, and, and that's I think everybody in the band feels that as well. Like I say, that that buzzes back. Yeah, fantastic. I think it certainly is, you know. And me as a, as a fan, an outsider, I was really looking forward to listening to you guys this year. But I have to wait now. It's not, yeah, it's not fair uh, well guys get away from piping and all that kind of stuff I want to ask you some non-piping stuff some of my favourite questions I ask people in the piping world is non-piping stuff so number one are you guys sports fans do you follow any sports at all Graham go you that one first <laughs> I'm not going to answer that first uh, yeah. well those of you who know those, of you, those people who know me quite well um, I think Football fan, I support Rangers. Uh, oh, actually, that'll draw all sorts of attention in the podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> I've got a season ticket. I've had a season ticket for uh, as long as I can remember. So, um, again, it's, you know, when I'm not at fight band practice, it's how I like to spend my, my spare time, obviously, going to the, the match to watch the football. Uh, there you are. On the jurors. On <laughs> sometimes it's not that enjoyable you know obviously um, well yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's really that's really mine so there you go Emmett what about yourself I'm not particularly uh, a massive football fan or football sports fan in, in general um, growing up I did follow the, the GAA football and that um, good man and uh, over in New Zealand it was hard enough to follow the rugby but um, yeah. apart from that, it's it's music and piping. That's kind of the, the, the route I went down. That's pretty much the same as myself. Yeah, there you go. So, lads, I wanted to discuss this with you guys. Yellow flashes. Yes or no? Um, <laughs> Both of your faces creased you know, up there. The only one person that I know that can uh, get away with this was be Rory Grasset. Uh, he was oh. the um, brightest and rarest... Um, Uniform, but it works <laughs> for him. It's like it's controversial. If it's, I would say it really depends on the colour of socks. Obviously, I mean that. Just, it does. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I, my thoughts is it depends what colours in the kilt, and it would go every colour but yellow. different. Some people like it. Some people like to stand out. Yeah, but playing in the solos. I mean, I've seen a lot more controversial. I mean, uh, this is rich coming from me, obviously, talking about a guy who wears a petrol blue jacket and a bomb, white bomber. Oh. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen a few other controversial kind of sportswear, if you like, you know, mm. uh, around the games in the yellow flashes, but, you know, as long as you go with the stock. That's it. I have to call the fashion police now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, another couple of non-piping questions. Uh, Number one, big rab show staple. What's your favourite cheese? Oh, I'm a, I love halloumi. I'm a wee squeaky cheese. Oh, halloumi. Ah, that like, stuff's like rubber. I know, I like it. I like a wee bit of, <laughs> wee bit of sorry, grilled halloumi's nice. Um, but I'm, in, in general, I, I'm a bit of a cheese fan, a bit of a cheese snob and crackers and all that carry on and the odd, the odd weekend, you know? Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Graham, yourself, mate? Uh, Probably have to be Montre Jack, just because. Yeah, I know Montre Jack. There you go. Just like it's good for cooking burgers and all that kind of stuff. It's good for melting. Yeah, flavorful. Yeah, I go like that. There you go. Uh, me, um, I don't know. I kind of swing between you know that plastic cheese that you get. 
and it is just plastic cheese you get and the wee squares inside the plastic wrappers yeah. you, you put it on a burger and it never goes it never melts it never changes you throw it in the grill and it still looks the same as what it was and you lift it out of the fridge <laughs> that, that stuff <laughs> there's that and then Coleraine Coleraine cheddar for me well the old cheddar it's hard to beat the old cheddar cheddar cheese as well. that's it can't beat it I'm sure I, I ate too much of it as you can tell oh, <laughs> so lads before I let you go one final question what has been your most embarrassing moment in piping Either in solo or in bands, have you got a real embarrassing story that you I've have? Got, I've got plenty. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll start off it. My yeah. most embarrassing moment has to be a solo competition, um, and li- I think I literally played two two notes of a stress B of a stress B new competition and broke down. So it was really, and uh. there's all these. I can't remember where it was, but it was like the A grade strips being real somewhere. Yeah. Like there's loads of people standing around the boards and all that kind of stuff listening. And I played mm. two notes and then broke down. No, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. <laughs> so it happens though, and you know it happens the best. You see it even yeah. happening at Glenfiddich too. You know, like you would see someone out the window, which I've heard stories about. You see someone out the window and they go, and they completely lose their train of thought. And they're maybe just about getting back to the ground again at the pre-brook, and they're like, "Ah, come on!" But there you go. That, that yeah, I can feel. I feel your pain, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett, you're not going to avoid this question, man. Have you got <laughs> an embarrassing question? Or? I don't even know. My, my laptop was about the day there, but yeah. <laughs> I've I've two. I was actually uh, I was actually mulling there which one I'll tell. But I'll tell you both. The most embarrassing um, was probably. It was after the Duncan Johnson, maybe 10, 11 years ago, 12 maybe years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd done, I'd done pretty well in the competition and I was actually out with, with uh, Ryan Canning and Megan Harrington and a few and I was actually staying over at their house and um, I thought it'd be a good idea in the black taxi back to take out my pipes and play a tune. And with obviously asking permission of the taxi man, he gave the thumbs up, took yeah. the pipes out. Um, the bass drone was kind of out the, the window. Taxi man took a, a sharp turn. <gasps> and no. My bass drone. No. <laughs> oh my God. So it was off the school. It was a set of flexors that played the solos at that time. And I talk about sobered up. I sobered up like that. I, I remember just lifted. Oh. Bass drone's obviously in three parts anyway, but I remember this part wasn't supposed to be. Coming off, oh, and I, yeah. I just like, oh god, they didn't know to laugh or cry. <laughs> so that was quite embarrassing having the time of follow that one when I went home. I, think, I must have been 19, I think it was 18 or 19, young and foolish. And the other one was, I'm going to say, the 2000 and what was it 2012 World's Game, you might correct me and I'm wrong, was playing with Free Marshall on the Saturday of the Worlds. The band was leaving the final tuning area. Formed up, ready to do one more attack before uh, going to the line. It was we were going to play a Balmoral Highlanders MSR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard said, "Quick march." I was completely distracted by something. Went off on the wrong foot. Went to strike the pipes in, and I missed my bass drone. And it was touch wood, touch wood. It was the first <laughs> time it ever happened in my life. Wow! And was then, and you could hear the roar. A place had a Robinson pipes were quite a broad sound. You could hear the roar of the bass. Yeah, the band, even the drummers going, "What's going on?" 
and, oh. and we across it, Richard, and Richard locked eyes with me without saying anything. I just says, it's okay, it's cool. I just had enough air in my bag, it's fine. And yeah. Richard was about to go, what was that? You know, what's I, going on? <laughs> I think we're standing beside maybe... I you, you, were, you were front row, weren't you? You were like I, a front... Yeah. I think it was Richard, big Ashley, myself. I'm not sure who was to my left. Sometimes you stood there, Graham. Sometimes it was... It wasn't yeah. much that time. It was really well, I started off like on the far left, and then as the years went by, I was like pretty much more, moved more in the middle. Hmm. So, so Richard kind of locked eyes with him, but the last thing I wanted him to do was his temper to go, or him to get himself upset, and then all yeah. of a sudden up to the line. So I was like, it's fine. Promise it won't happen. In the back of my head, I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 so, sometimes, sometimes Richard, all, all he needs to do is stare at you. Like, no uh, required. I've just, seen that. I've <laughs> seen that. It just. Well, the other thing as well was, which didn't help. So, I don't know if it was like a lapse of concentration. I didn't hear him say quick march or what it was. And we'd done the drum started. And I shuffled off the wrong foot, hit the pipes with not enough air in it. Um, and I remember then looking up at the. <laughs> The BBC, well, not particularly at the screening, but looking up, and you could see me. There's a two second delay, and you could see me doing this. And then, oh, no. the, the board, and then I hit it again and just coming after the E. And then, like I say, I was on the line. I was like, what have I done? Where did I net for away? What have I done? Have I sat the farm? It was fine. It was fine in the MSR. It was the most relieved I was ever in my life hitting an E. Come off then, and I remember a few of the games were like, don't ever let that happen again. I was like, well, I can tell you what. That was not planned, and I certainly will not let that happen again. And even so, the rest of the day, though, the medley was still to come. And it was it's full cane you were playing, so it was like, they put mm. in the plastic, they just turn it off, what they do. And then I was like, no, you know what, I'm fully confident the setup. I knew it was just one of them mishaps, and I wouldn't have sacrificed. Certainly would not have been selfish to sacrifice yeah. the, the band's result or, or, or playing for, for myself. So I, I knew I was confident. It was just one of them things. But uh, I remember all of you like, coming off in the medley, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> it was just one of those things. And it was yeah. a great performances, and the, the band won that day. But I always thought in the back of my head, imagine that did happen. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. There's two embarrassing ones for your ab. Thanks a million. That's some crackers there, lads. Well, guys, rolling forwards into 2021 now. If anything, I'm so excited to hear you guys on the grass. Um, yeah, so be prepared. I'll be there with a magnifying glass watching everything. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, lads, thank you both so much for chatting to me. I'll really wish every success for everything you guys at Shots are doing. I think it's fantastic. Please send my best to everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks very much for the opportunity. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> absolutely fantastic loved hanging out with those guys it was the best crack so to graham and to Emmett both thank you both so much for hanging out with me and having the chat it was just great to catch up with you guys uh if anything very exciting times ahead for the guys at shots and uh yeah i really can't wait to see them in 2021 it looks and sounds as if they're chomping at the bit and ready to hit the grass i'm so excited there we go. So that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you so much for downloading this week. And if you haven't already, please do consider giving us a subscription. And so each and every week, you'll never miss an episode. 
Yeah, and also, if you haven't checked out The Big Rab Show on YouTube yet, then definitely go over there and click on the old subscribe button. Because videos of that interview that you just heard will also be available on YouTube that you can go and have a watch at. Yes, and if you would like to, it's not compulsory, but if you would like to go and help support us, you can do. Go and check us out on Patreon, and every click of support really does mean the world. And as a thank you for your five bucks a month, you guys get tons of extra piping content. And uh, yeah, you're talking hours and hours and hours worth of piping goodness over there. So much good stuff over there. I'm just going to start reading lists. And you guys love it when I read lists. <laughs> yeah, so guys, I know, again, just to bring it back to brass tacks, I know we've got a serious amount of correspondence in this past week. A lot of ill feeling towards ourselves. A lot of... Uh, yeah, a lot of negativity, and a lot of you guys seem to be quite angry about a lot of stuff that we've been talking about over the past number of weeks. And yes, we will address all your concerns on next week's episode. So before we close the door on episode 180, I want to put the call out to you guys. If you do have an opinion, be it positive, be it negative, we're going to address it on next week's podcast. So please get your emails in. Your voicemails particularly as well are really welcome. You can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. If you have an opinion on anything that we've discussed over this last 180 episodes, and yeah, if you do feel so, you know, emotionally pushed or yeah you want to do so then please do reach out to us next week we will be addressing all of it big rab show at gmail.com there you are 180 episodes man i honestly can't believe we've got this far but it's through the tireless work of the big rab show team shout out to aaron McElwain, andrew shilliday deej mcintosh and jordan and alicia everyone there in the Rab Show team, we have been working insanely hard this last number of weeks and we really hope, here's for another 180 episodes, we're just going to keep on going. (laughs) Anyway guys, it's for the love of our instrument, it's the love of that tone, that sound that gives us goosebumps and it's the love of the people and it's culture and it's way of life. That's why we're here. And that's why we'll be back again next week for another Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, we'll see you next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best.